My name's Emerson Malone. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Here are the two biggest stories from the past week. Tuesday marked the 69-year anniversary of Israeli independence, and Israeli and Palestinian students are talking about their differences at the Manzil Midrash. Then, the university is making more cuts, including the Substance Abuse Prevention Program and professors from the J School. Beloved professor Kevin Altucker is also leaving. Today is Saturday, May 6th. You're listening to the Daily Emerald Weekly News Wrap-Up. I'm Alec Cowan, and I'm an opinion editor with the Daily Emerald. I'm Sarah Zadavies, and I'm an arts and culture writer for the Emerald. I'm Craig Wright, and I'm the arts and culture editor. Our lead story comes from Tuesday, when students gathered at the EMU Amphitheater to celebrate the 69th anniversary of Israel's independence. While students enjoyed festivities celebrating Jewish culture and customs, pro-Palestinian students held signs and protested the event. For the last three years, students have been discussing the conflict at the Manzil Midrash, a community-building event series sponsored by the Arab Student Union, Muslim Student Union, Jewish Student Union, and Oregon Hillel Foundation. So, Sarah Rosa, you reported on this story. What does Manzil Midrash mean, and what is the series about? So Manzil actually means house in Arabic, and Midrash means place of study in Hebrew. Um, And this conversation series brings together students of different cultural backgrounds to talk about things such as the role of Jerusalem in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and also like socialist and nationalist movements in the Middle East. Um, I talked to Manzal Midrash leader Barkley Saltzman and a UL freshman from Gaza Strip Palestine about the dialogue on campus and how programs like Manzal Midrash affect this dialogue. It's very interesting. So what are students talking about? Students are talking a lot about seeing the humanity in the other. I think this is a big difference from what I got from my stories. There's a big difference between UO's campus and other campus climates when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Um, While other campuses, there's a lot of really divisive, kind of like spread out, very polarized politics. Um, At UO, students from multiple backgrounds, whether Jewish, Muslim, Palestinian, Arab, just all these different people are coming together once a week during winter and spring terms to talk about their problems to talk about and to come together maybe not to find consensus but to you know just hash things out it's really interesting to watch and you profiled a couple of students for this story Mm -hmm. Um, what can you tell us about how their stories have really formed their opinion Mm -hmm. around the conflict and how they're sharing those stories well I think Barclay Saltzman the Jewish student who I talked to is a very interesting example of an American Jew who, though not Israeli, is very connected to Israel and very connected to it through how he approaches the conflict. Um, Saltzman has Israeli family, and they I think his family eventually moved back to the U.S., but he goes to Israel a lot. He's studying there next year, actually, for graduate school. And he talked about um, narrowly missing a suicide bomb when he was younger during the Second Intifada, which is a Palestinian uprising. Uh, and the way he talks about Israel is very interesting and very, like, He approaches it in a very um, personal but also removed way. He always wants to make the distinction that he's not Israeli, but he has a connection to Israel. And I think that's really, really, really an interesting thing to hear, especially from the American Jewish community. Uh, The other side of it is I talked to um, Mohammed Astal. He's a Palestinian student. He's a freshman undeclared major from Gaza Strip. Um, And he's like survived wars and violence and all this stuff but um during our podcast actually with franny we and barkley and muhammad we all talked about like the humanity and kind of like personal experiences and muhammad talked a lot about how people think growing up in the gaza strip 
you can't do anything, you know, you're not happy, you're facing all this stuff, and you're sad. And he talked a lot about um, seeing, like, seeing, like, when the electricity would come back on, his family would throw a party, and he used to go hang out at the beach, and how his life, though, was, like, scarred in some ways, it was also very normal, and he wants to promote that, um, to promote that understanding. But I do want to recognize that there, um, that this is like a current thing going on that, you know, these conversations are happening on our campus and that they're going to keep happening. Um, people from Mansell Midrash are telling me they don't know the dates yet, but there are lo- future events if people are looking forward to going to them. Um, there are future things, future conversations happening. I think there's actually going to be an interfaith prayer session happening soon, and that should be something interesting to see how that turns out. Our second story, Wednesday, an announcement from the College of Education called for cutting the substance abuse prevention program in fall 2017. This means that 18 non-tenure track instructor positions will also be cut with the program. According to the announcement, the department will be cut because of the quality of instruction, the rigor of the curriculum, and the enrollment of undergraduates in the program. Will Campbell reported on this story. All right, Craig, what does the SAPP do and what are the specifics of why they're being slashed? Uh, SAP is really what their name implies. It's the Substance Abuse Prevention Program, and they offer courses about abuse prevention. Uh, SAP's a program that isn't funded through tuition, but rather charges students a self-supported fee, according to documents on their office wall. SAP offers courses such as SAP 407, uh, Coping with Stress and Depression, as well as Coping with Addictive Behaviors. The program came under scrutiny beginning in 2006 when Review identified 14 specific actions that needed to occur to fix the program within a 10-year period. They included adherence to UO minimum course syllabi standards, monitoring faculty credentials and grading policies, according to the letter. A similar review was conducted last year by a group of external faculty. They found that the SAP was still inadequate in those 14 points. All right, Sarah Rosa, you actually wrote a follow-up story on some reactions to the cuts. How is the campus reacting? Well, so a group of faculty members from the SAP program and students came together, and they are petitioning to save their program after UO announced its termination. the online petition at the time of the article we published currently had 377 out of 500 signatures. Uh, the program director, Ruth, Ruth Bischel, said that the SAP pro- uh, leadership has addressed issues by submitting over 35 proposals to fix the program, but that they've been blocked by the department. That's a quote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SAP meets all state standards for acc- accreditation as the only academic certified prevention specialist program in the state, uh, and that's something Ruth Bischel told us in an email. Um, the statement on the petition says, during a time in which many vulnerable populations are under threat and addictions, education, and programming are increasing all over the country, this is not the time to eliminate or divert this essential community conscious program. I would also like to note that the College of Education um, every time we reached out to them, did not respond. So, All right, Craig, so SAP wasn't the only thing cut this week. What else has there been? Kevin Altucker, who's a renowned professor on campus, is having his hours cut and is therefore not able to continue working here. Altucker said he was not technically laid off. He's been part-time for the past 13 years, but has taught classes in several departments on campus. Altucker said he was technically not laid off. He has been part-time for the past 13 years, but has taught classes in several several departments on campus, family and human services, planning, public policy and management, and the Clark Honors College, in order to have enough hours to get benefits. One student, Hannah Contreras, said the news of his departure is devastating and an unfortunate decision. Uh, She said, quote, Kevin reminded his students every day that we could change the world, and he fostered our self-confidence both inside and outside of the classroom to go out and be agents of change, unquote. The School of Journalism and Communication has also laid off five non-tenured instructors. 
these cuts come again in the face of a budget shortfall. The dean of the SOJC, Juan Carlos Moyeta, declined to release the names of the faculty members who lost their jobs. Leanne Jashaway is one journalism school faculty member who, after eight years of teaching, was not asked to return next year. The stand-up comedian, motivational speaker, and writer teaches part-time at the SOJC. She teaches his mandatory, mandatory grammar class, J101, as well as comedy and media. She also taught freshman seminars and interest groups centered on comedy. The SOJC needs to cut $1.9 million from next year's budget. Moyeta said that a committee in the journalism school is looking to increase the workload of non-tenure track faculty who remain next year. Leslie Steves, an SOJC associate dean, notified Jashway on April 19th that her contract would not be renewed, but the news came as a surprise for Jashway. For the second straight year, UO is laying off non-tenured faculty in the face of budget cuts. Jashway said, quote, a lot of full-time faculty have experience, but it may have been from a while ago. And because they are full-time teachers now, they aren't actually doing what they are teaching right now, while those of us who are part-time faculty are, unquote. You can read more about all these stories online at dailyemerald.com. That's all we have time for today. My name is Alec Cowan. I'm Sarah Rosa Davies. And I'm Craig Wright. If you'd like to hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for listening.